May 1st, India has already extended its lockdown by two weeks. Millions and millions of people all over the world are inside their homes. People are losing their brains. People are losing their jobs. Relationships are getting edgy. Marriages are ending in divorces, which people are filing online. People have started to miss the feeling of missing people. Too much togetherness and not being able to move freely is making people act and behave in ways that are very different from who they are actually. Add to that the mad numbers of people who have experienced pay cuts and layoffs. I personally know a dozen people who have suffered financially in this time and they don't even feel like they can talk to anyone about it without being judged or feeling small. And while all of this is going on, boom, I'm here with another episode of the Ashish David Show with someone who I hope inspires you to pull up your socks, get serious about your passions and get sheet done. Sheet done? Sheet done. Get sheet done. Today I have a person who's done and is currently doing everything that most people only dream about. She's happy, she's jovial, she speaks a little too much. But you know what? You can't really hold it against her because she's from not one but two professions that primarily use words as building blocks. She's a radio personality. She's an author of many published best-selling novels. She's an accomplished journalist and most of all, she's someone you cannot ignore because she's on the Ashish David Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Rashmi Kumar. Hey Ashish. Hey, 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 Rashmi Kumar. What's up? What's up? What's up? Firstly, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the Ashish David Show. Really, really appreciate it. Through this show, I'm always trying to showcase people who inspire others with their life story. And we are super, super stoked and happy to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Thank you very much for inviting me to the Ashish David Show. And uh, hi to all the listeners who are tuned in all the way from Canada. Let's get started. I'm so excited. And the first reason I'm super duper excited is because I am being interviewed by none other than the Ashish David. So thank you very much once again for having me on your show. And uh, to get started off with um, a little bit about me, and that is... Uh, Right now, I'm based out of Canada in the city of Edmonton in the province of Alberta. I'm a radio host here for uh, 101.7 Volt FM and I host the show which is titled Rush Hour. <laughs> and besides that, I am an author. I have uh, authored three books. I'm working on my fourth one right now. Now, Rashmi, for the listeners who might not know, tell them how you and I know each other. How you and I know each other. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so this goes a long way back. So I did not know Ashish personally, but I had heard a lot about him. So there was this lot of fan value attached to Ashish David. I was like, wow, who's this guy? And I, I really do want to hear him. I really do. I wish I could uh, get the chance to talk to him one on one. And here you are today. We we are talking. And uh, what's, a, what's a better way to be interviewed by uh, the person who I had actually had this lot of fanfare about the actual place where i came to know about you or hear about you was uh, during my days at the all india radio so i was hosting heart of the matter at all india radio 
FM Rainbow 102.6. So uh, that's when people would generally talk about you. And that's how I came to know about you. How did you end up working for All India Radio? So how did I end up working at All India Radio? Well, my stint at All India Radio happened uh, when I was just like a little little kid. So I started off when I was in school. I started hosting a show for them way, 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 way back for this uh, section. I don't know if it still exists. And that's called the Yuvavani. I used to do a lot of talk shows for them and, uh, you know, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, I did all of this as, uh, you know, as a school going girl. Later on, when I was growing up, when I was in college and when I graduated, I my number one dream, my number one ambition in life was to become an RJ at the All India Radio or a newsreader at the All India Radio. And I have to tell this to you and upfront and honestly, I failed two auditions. And as you know, because you are a product of All India Radio yourself, you know that uh, those days, back in our days, Things were very strict. They were very stringent. People were not just taken on on the face value or just because you could talk. Uh, no, that's not how things were done. Things were very, very strict. You needed to have very good command over your language, no matter what language you spoke in, Hindi or English. Uh, you needed to have a well-rounded, good knowledge uh, about the content that you were going to produce, your intonations, your pronunciations, pretty much everything. Because All India Radio those days really did produce a lot of quality. They, they did not compromise on their quality over quantity. I did fail two auditions, but in the third one, I hit the jackpot and I got lucky and I ended up being a, a, a radio jockey for them. And like I mentioned before, I was hosting this show called Heart of the Matter for them on 102.6 FM Rainbow India. So that's how I ended up uh, with All India Radio. But just to make things clear, I wasn't with them full time because I was a full time journalist. I was working with different newspapers, but I did have my stint with uh, All India Radio for almost about five to six years i think yeah so i was a part-time radio jockey so i understand that now you've moved to canada how have the eight years there been like and uh, how would you compare them with your experience of living in india how have been the eight years that i spent here in canada and my experiences compared to india okay eight years in canada that i have spent haven't honestly been easy it's been a roller coaster ride uh, for me emotionally, professionally, and personally. It wasn't easy. I honestly thought that life is going to be easy here because um, I am a writer, right? So a writer can write anywhere, any part of the world. But I was in for a rude shock because um, the culture here is very different. Uh, the language that they use is very different. The background is very different. So everything was very different. It took a lot for me to just be able to, you know, adjust and accommodate and adapt to the society. It took a lot for the society to adapt to me as well because I had my own very strong identity. I was doing really well as a journalist. 
I did really well as a writer. You know, everything changed overnight. So it was very difficult for me to really adapt myself to where I had everything going in for me. The world was an oyster and then suddenly to having nothing. Interestingly, Ashish, um, the world is undergoing um, social isolation right now. Everybody's cooped up inside their homes. But I would say that this is a phase that I lived for a great number of years of my life. I mean, social isolation, now I feel really funny that people cannot stay and they've just been home for, what, almost about a month? And people are already so unhappy that, ironically, it's uh, it's a phase of my life that I went through for a really, really, really long time. Thank God I'm, I'm happy that I've finally been able to come out of it. Uh, the comparison that I would draw between Canada and India is that uh, India, I think I'm still uh, largely a desi from my heart. I'm a very hardcore Indian. I like those things which only India can have in terms of, you know, just enjoying street food, just going out and being able to, you know, enjoy Golgappas or Halu Tikir standing right in the middle of the street or, uh, you know, street shopping, for instance, just being able to kind of, you know, buy clothes from a typical and because I'm a Delhi person, so I will give you examples related to Delhi, like to just just go sort of shop around in Sarojini or Janpath or Lajpat, uh, although I, I'm not a hardcore fan of Lajpat and Sarojini, but just being able to do those little things like street shopping, which of course is a limitation here. India is a very colorful country. It's very vibrant. It's got a sense of mystery. It's huge on family values. It is something that resonates with my personality because I'm a lot like that. I'm a very vibrant person, very dynamic, mysterious to some extent. I really do miss India a lot and uh, comparatively, yes, these are a few things which uh, come to my mind uh, right off the bat. You know, other things like the education is free here, the healthcare is free here, uh, there is no pollution. People are largely not judgmental. Like in India, you would face a certain amount of uh, judgment if if you are single, if you're not single, if you have kids, if you don't have kids or, well, you know, whatever kind of a person you are, uh, you would inevitably be judged for who you are. And uh, I don't see too much judgment happening here. But this is also another extreme because isolation here could mean too much isolation. Okay, so I would much rather be somewhere in between, like have a more balanced approach to things. Because in India, everybody is really literally in your face and here people so I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to criticize, but again, people are not really uh, too involved in the other person's life. So uh, that's not a very good thing either, because that's the other extreme. So, yeah, I think uh, that's pretty much for the comparison. So I gather that when you were here in India, you were working for a lot of newspapers. What was that experience like? As far as my working for different newspapers, I would say that I loved Ashish. I loved every bit of me being a journalist journalist. I absolutely adored my profession as a journalist. And uh, my last job was with Deccan Herald. I was working as the features editor there. Wow, what what days those were like, absolutely can't stop uh, talking about it because it just taught me so much. 
um i learned so much being a journalist and my dad used to wonder how a softy how a sensitive person like me can even survive in in an industry that requires people to be kind of hardcore and very very practical but i was none of that and uh, i still am not but i did survive and i think it's just purely on the basis of merit because i really was very passionate i still am very passionate about journalism and writing and uh, i i guess that just got me going yeah so after working as a professional here in india how was it like to start studies again in canada at the northern alberta institute of technology i guess where you did your postgrad in radio and television it was really hard for me to um start my education all over again at nate that's the northern alberta institute of technology where i did my post graduation in radio and television it was extremely hard for me it wasn't easy for me to go back to being a student after being a professional for so many years and not just a professional but being really good at it i literally dropped shoulders with kids who were just like high school pass out and it was difficult because i did not really find myself fitting in too well i had thoughts of quitting almost every day but i was also convinced about the fact that if i get the canadian education then it might be easier for me to get a job a canadian job because uh, unfortunately in canada the society or the work culture is stuff that you need to have canadian experience where does one get the canadian experience from unless you get started so unfortunately you know immigrants like us end up doing a lot of odd jobs like people that i know mostly started off by working at um, grocery stores as a cashier subways and mcdonalds and pizza hut and what not I have always opposed that idea. I'm quite a rebel and I've never stuck to stereotypes and the specifics of the society the way things should be and that's why I would be the one to do the way things should be. I have never been that kind of a person so it was really hard for me to accept and come to terms with why is it that I will have to start my life working as a cashier at a grocery store because I thought I'm well educated and I have good experience and I talk well and I'm, I'm I write well and I'm pretty good at whatever I have done or whatever it is that I wish to do. So why is it that I would be forced to do something that I was not willing to do? So it was really hard for me to be able to fit myself in but every single day I kind of trudged along I pushed myself you know sometimes destiny has something in store for you I did learn quite a bit about radio production I did not know that I would end up liking radio production so much I did produce some fabulous work which I personally think was fabulous and it's 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 an entirely new skill that I developed uh I loved working on the Adobe and uh, yeah I I enjoyed that part it it was a new skill so yeah but that hard time for me personally so stilettos in the newsroom your very first book tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind the book and you know what pushed you to write it okay so um my first book stilettos in the newsroom for sure i will talk about that so this book essentially my first book which was also a best seller by the way it remained on uh, the bestsellers list uh, at india today for almost a month it did roaringly well roaring success 
the reason I wrote my first book, Stilettos in the Newsroom, is because I wanted to express myself as a journalist. I wanted to be able to tell my story from a young girl's perspective. When I started writing the book or when the book came out, there weren't too many young journalists per se who were into hardcore writing, like writing novels, because... Uh, there were mostly people who were either retiring or who had a lot of experience of 30, 40 years who were doing books and that to it in journalism, off journalism. So I kind of, like I mentioned, I'm a rebel and I, I like to do things differently. So I thought, hey, why not? Like, this is a great opportunity. And uh, so what if it's coming from a young girl? I really wanted to be able to uh, do that for myself. And I, I needed to get all of that stuff out. And like I mentioned that, uh, you know, people often wondered how a softy and an emotional person like me could sustain herself in in a hardcore competitive field like journalism. But I did. I and I enjoyed every bit of it. So uh, that's how my story got inspired. And that's how I got pushed to write. And what were the hurdles and hardships that you faced to finally land a publishing deal? Didn't really, honestly, Ashish, I think I was really blessed. I uh, didn't really have to struggle too hard to get my work published because uh, Rupa got in touch with me on their own, which is uh, Aleph now. And uh, they were like, OK, we're willing to we, we, we are more than eager to take you on. I have no idea why they were more than eager to take me on, but they, they really did like my work. And also for the fact that, you know, my profile was pretty attractive, a young journalist. And yeah, so I guess it all kind of worked in my favor. We just we just got going like immediately we got going. So hooked line and single. How many years after the first book was this one released, is there a primarily women's target audience that uh, most of your books are aimed towards? Uh, what medium are these books uh, usually in? Are they just paperback or are they on Kindle and audiobooks as well? Okay, so my second book, Hook, Line and Single, I wrote half portion of that book after moving to Canada. And uh, I wrote the first half while I was still in India. So it could have taken me less time, but it just kept getting extended because I moved countries. So yeah, it's, it was a long process for me, unfortunately. So this book, essentially, that is my second book, Hook, Line and Single. This book is essentially um, a funny take, a humorous take on arranged marriages in India, partly anecdotal and partly fiction. And I never tell my readers what is anecdotal and what part is fiction it's for them to keep guessing so so yeah that's pretty much what uh, the book is about my books are mostly in paperback but i think i should get talking with my publishers about kindle and audiobooks that's a great idea thank you <laughs> and your next book uh, goliath and i seems to be about uh, your victory over a lot of demons you have faced and you know conquered so Tell us a little bit about the book and how you feel your writing has evolved from, say, maybe your first book to the latest one. My latest book, Goliath and I. Yes, absolutely. Uh, very rightly and beautifully put. It It is a lot about my victory over a lot of demons that I faced and conquered. And I would love to tell you more about it. So basically, Goliath, like I'm not sure how many of you know what Goliath means, but it's a giant that is mentioned in the Bible. 
and uh, this is little shepherd boy who went on to be a king king david so david hey ashish david no this is not the david that i'm talking about <laughs> It's it's a character David who is from the Bible and he is a little fellow who goes on to actually get Goliath down and how with just a slingshot like just a, just with like one tiny pebble he gets Goliath like it's, he's a giant like maybe you know 12 to 14 inches tall and he manages to get this mammoth sized giant down all by himself and just through a slingshot so um the reason i have titled this book and why i chose to write it is because um moving to canada was not an easy thing for me and living here was definitely not easy for me like i mentioned i went through a lot emotionally um in my personal life in my professional life it was like an entire change in my identity who rashmi really was as a person and what rashmi was becoming what rashmi ended up being so all that was very different there was a lot of catharsis that was going on and not everything was very positive or the way i would have liked it So when I say Goliath uh it was a metaphor that I applied in my own life and I had to face a lot of Goliaths in my life personal life I would actually it was wouldn't be an exaggeration to call myself David when I decided to every day each and every day take each and every one of my Goliaths down like bit by bit piece by piece by a slingshot. Yes, like I said you rightly put it, it's it's a lot of victory over my own personal demons. And um when you talk about demons and victory, <laughs> it it definitely means a little bit to do with spirituality. So yes, it's my coming of age um as a spiritualist and uh, how I have grown in my spiritual journey in Canada. and uh, how that has strengthened my faith and uh, something that i really wish to continue doing in my life so yeah it's 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 a lot about that i feel that as a writer i have definitely evolved i if i were to go back and read stilettos in the newsroom i still don't know what made it into the best selling list because the writing was raw I definitely feel like I've matured as a writer. Uh I definitely feel like I've come of age and uh, my thoughts are mature for sure and so is my style and so is my understanding about life and um I absolutely 100% feel that I have evolved every bit as a writer from my first book up until my latest one. So Rashmi this is a very sensitive topic and uh, I want you to handle it very carefully there are a lot of people who write but they never manage to you know make that transition into actually being actual authors of published books Yes there are a lot of people who do write but never end up being published writers and the only reason for that is that uh like any other art form a lot of us do stuff but never ever end up being into it professionally is because uh not everybody is meant to first of all not everybody is meant to change their passion into profession right a lot of passion can just end up being passion for instance i'll tell you i love to sing 
And I think I'm I'm a pretty good singer too. Like I I enjoy dancing. Like dancing is something that drives me wild. It drives me crazy. But between dancing and singing, I think I'm a better singer. But I enjoy dancing more. But just because I'm a good singer doesn't mean that I would end up taking that up professionally. Now, what are the reasons for that? Um, you could have a lot of choices in front of you, and you just make a choice which feels the strongest. I don't know how it works for other people, but that's how it worked for me. So I had a lot of choices when I was growing up. Either end up being a professional singer or end up being, um, you know, a lot of people thought I could model as well. Like I, I, I could I, I could get into face modeling. That was a choice too for me. Uh, a lot of people thought I could I should get into an ad agency because I'm really quick and, and fast with uh, written words and short written words. But I think I was more drawn to journalistic writing. And for some reason, I was more drawn because I'm very expressive, maybe sometimes overtly expressive. And so I thought um, writing novels is something that came easier to me. Second reason I feel is that if you really do want to change your passion into profession, you need to stop procrastinating. It's not about just dreaming of being passionate about something and remaining there at that point. You need to translate that into action. You need to take constructive, tangible, measurable actions. You need to set goals for yourself. Discipline is everything over here. Any art form, requires a lot of discipline unfortunately you know people for instance think like I'm a radio host right now people think oh talking is so easy you just have to go stand in front of the mic but hey you know what it's very difficult if I ask you to talk for just two minutes you would not be able to do that and impromptu you need to think off the hat you need to think off the cuff you need to think at the spot, on the spot, you need to be spontaneous. You need to be able to react to your listener, your caller. You need to be able to put on different thinking hats all at the same time. And same with writing. You need lots of discipline for that. You cannot just say that, oh, writing is my passion. If it's your passion and if you want to translate that into a profession, then you need to set goals. You need to sit and write every single freaking day of your life in order to get that 200 to 400 pages book published. So uh, yes, and that is the reason why a lot of people, you know, just end up being random writers, but never go on to publish their work. I would like you to give some advice or tips to those people on how to do it the right way and what that right way might be. My only advice or tip to people, like I said, is number one, discipline yourself, please. And I would also say, and you know, I'm going to be very upfront about it. A lot of people uh, in Hindi, there is called dekha dekhi. Like, you know, you tend to copy each other. So just because somebody is writing now, I want to write too. Oh, that person has got their own piece of fame. So I want that fame too. And just because, you know, this person has released uh, their singing album on YouTube. Now I want to do that too. And that's exactly where we go wrong. Because our objective is not in the right place. It's not for the passion that we are doing it. It's that dekha dekhi culture. Acha, isne kiya? So mehbi karunga. Isne ye kiya? Mehbi kitab likhunga. Please do not do that. Do it if only it comes naturally. 
naturally to you be a natural at it be somebody for whom the talent just flows it flows and yeah you can just take a little bit of training on it you know talk to experts talk to people who've already been in this field for decades get help get guidance but don't do things which don't come naturally to you and that's my number one advice please don't do anything for fame because that will be so short lived if you actually do not pursue your dreams but if you pursue fame for the sake of it like you want to be like the number one star on instagram and youtube and twitter and what not it's not going to last for too long so for god's sake just pursue things pursue whatever hobby or passion you have but just do it the right way and the right way is to pursue that particular skill and not fame last but not the least are there any messages that you like to give to everybody who's listening to you in india in canada and in the rest of the world hey including oman okay any message that i would like to give to the audience in india and canada for sure these are tough times my friends it's not easy my number one thing for all of you is that please stop pain shaming people if they are going out to work like i'm going out to work every single day so please don't use statements like oh my god you're so lucky and if somebody is staying at home and if you are going out to work please don't be like oh my god you're so lucky you get to stay at home no it's just the card that has been given to us during covid-19 it's just a card that we have to deal with during covid-19 please be kind to each other this is a phase that all of us are going through it will eventually end it will go away sooner or later this is going to end there is going to be bright and beautiful light towards the end of this awful dark tunnel but it's just how we come out of it are we choosing to live in fear for the rest of our lives or are we choosing to live in fear and yet step on our fear that's the most important thing number one thing starts from being very 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 kind to your own self be super kind to your own self because if you're not kind to your own self how is it that you're going to be able to exhibit kindness towards other people so whether you're in india or canada or in oman where ashish stays or in any other country all i would say is that just continue being kind just continue being sensitive towards people please don't pain shame anybody if you have a dream um this honestly this also could be a really good time to pursue that dream uh we are always complaining about not having enough time on our hands maybe this is a golden time that we have maybe this is god's way of you know pressing the the refresh button and saying that okay you know what you need to start all over again so you may as well start all over again so if you're home and if you always wanted to write this is the chance for you to write if you always wanted to learn those couple of steps of zumba then maybe this is your chance to do that i know it sucks not being able to go out i know that but what also sucks is you know not being able to deal with it in a better way so i would just say that please deal with it in a more uh sensitive way not positive but sensitively and stay safe and stay healthy that's all i would say and uh thank you very much ashish for having me on the ashish david show it's being honestly lovely being interviewed by you and uh, i would also say before i sign off that it's always amazing to be interviewed by somebody uh who had a f- 
fanfare value in your life and when that happens you start to feel yeah maybe I am doing something really awesome in my life I reached that stage in my life to be interviewed by people who who you know you admire so yeah thank you once again and take care and stay safe bye thank you so much for your time and for your energy and for your patience and for your efforts to be on the ashish david show rashmi kumar i really really thank you so much you've been very kind you've been very helpful very cooperative and very very patient i salute you for all the things that you've achieved in your life and i wish you luck and may you go even further than all your dreams and all your aspirations take you but before you finally leave rashmi the point is my audiences all around the world have met the artist now i think it's time they need to hear the art so here's an excerpt from my latest book goliath and i and i am going to read this chapter which is titled they'll fail you like they always do and the inspiration for this chapter has been derived from a book in the bible that's jeremiah and um, i'm going to read uh, this out to you right now inspiration from jeremiah chapter 17 verses 5 to 10 for the longest time i relied on my friends and parents for almost anything and everything in life and that's lovely isn't it but god wanted it another way for me if i had my way i would be so self absorbed in my own good luck of friends running to help me when a tire is flat when i lose road direction miswrite a blank check need emotional support or simply want someone to have tea with and that was my life and i was so happy with that i was clearly wearing my mojo on my sleeves and that sense of shelter and my cocooned vision of the world was leading to my arrogance it's funny how people i have known for many years have started confessing to me you were one hell of a woman girl all arrogance snobbish proud <laughs> yeah bring it on baby i was a lot of that and more but could i escape from god well We all know the deal. The reason I chose Jeremiah 17 verses 5 to 10 is because its verses make perfect sense to me, especially for those who are like me, deeply dependent on everyone around them, but their own selves. For every little thing, while people love you and do not want to disappoint you, the other reason why being dependent on people for anything is such a bad idea, because people are people after all. They have their own lives. They can get tired, angry, sad, bored, or simply don't feel like being there for someone all the time. It doesn't mean they are bad. It just means. they are as human as you are so when your own expectations of them are not met it leads to disappointment it doesn't mean you should set lower standards of expectations that's not healthy i have often heard people say expect very little from others the more you expect the more you're bound to get hurt i don't buy that theory at all if you are a human you are born to expect even not expecting is an expectation doesn't jesus expect from us The point is not to not expect. The point is how not to over or under expect. 
and how to communicate your expectations in the most healthy and respectful way. You need to set your own boundaries and pray to know if you're right in expecting something. Should you even expect what you're expecting and if you're convinced about being on the right track, seek God's help to make the right move. And like I have been saying right throughout, trust me, it works. And I am a living proof of that. Thank you so much once again, Rashmi Kumar, for being a part of the Ashish David Show. We hope to hear from you soon and all the very best for everything. If you are listening to the Ashish David Show for the very first time and would like to connect with the show and be a part of any future episodes, remember you can WhatsApp me on plus 968-9409-7426 or you can even send me an email to tubelighton at the rate gmail.com. That's T-U-B-E-L-I-G-H-T-O-N at the rate gmail.com. Remember also that you can catch the Ashish David Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and a dozen other platforms by simply searching for the Ashish David Show David it being spelt D-D-A-V-I-D-D. I'd encourage you to share this episode with your friends and family on Facebook, WhatsApp, as well as on your Insta stories through the Spotify share feature. See you in the next episode. Till then, be safe, stay home, practice social distancing, protect your family and your community. But remember, till your very last breath, your story is not over. Live life dragon size. Ashish David out.